Welcome to Here We Grow, the grassroots podcast by Southwest Georgia Farm Credit focused on education and inspiring growth down on the farm, at home, and in rural communities. Whether you're a farmer or farm her, advocate, land lover, or southern dweller, we have industry experts and homegrown leaders ready to share their insights with you. Thanks for listening. Here We Grow with Episode 17. I'm your host, Billy Billings, a Relationship Manager with Southwest Georgia Farm Credit. Today we welcome Brandon Ellerby with Harold Ag and Reagan Brown with Farm Credit Express to discuss an outlook on farm credit equipment as well as the approach to next harvest season. Welcome, Brandon. Welcome, Reagan. Hey, how are you doing? How are you? Thank you all for joining us today. Today we welcome Brandon Ellerby from Albany, Georgia. Brandon grew up around agriculture and has spent his entire working career in the industry. He's a sales manager for Harrell Ag Products, servicing the farm community. Harrell Ag Products continues to make a significant impact in agriculture. They serve the farming community with innovative products, services, parts, and technical support that our customers expect and deserve. All right, we're going to give you a little bit of um, time to just kind of tell us about Harrell Ag, your role at Harrell Ag, and kind of just where you all have gotten to this point and how you've, uh, how you've done it. With almost 75 years manufacturing uh, agricultural equipment we know a thing or two about the farming industry we have developed several products for every step of the process of farming early in the in the late 50s we introduced the four row veda cultivator frame in the 60s and 70s we developed a line of cotton and peanut transport equipment and the on farm crop drying equipment um that was a big deal back back in those days for us um, we debuted the cotton module builders bowl buggies and the module feeder system in the 1980 and 1990s the business was actually started in 1954 uh, by the Harrell family. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of growth, a lot of innovation over the years. I'm kind of a newcomer to it, but I really enjoy it. We uh, we service some of the best customers in the world. We love what we do. We work hard, and we're always looking to be better. We're always trying to find new innovations, how to be helpful, how to contribute to farming and making practices better and more efficient and try to service the farmer the best that we can. The business was started by the Harrell family, like I said, five brothers and a dad. And uh, one of the brothers, two of the brothers is still living. One of the brothers, Mr. Hugh, is still, he's the one running the business now. He's starting to try to turn things over to his son and let him kind of carry on. And between me and him, me and Brian, his son, between me and him, we we run the business and, and we're, we got good people. We got a really good team. We got good uh, labor. We've got good management. Uh, a lot of young management and, and looking to hire more management. But we've got we've got a good team. We've got a real strong team, and the sky's the limit as far as, you know, new innovations and, and everything in the industry. It's, it's always growing, and you've got to have people that think outside the box, and that's what we do and we, we take pride in. Um, right. I saw um, – so the first products y'all came out with were the module building – equipment and getting cotton out of the field was that originally the the first product y'all y'all came about with that was big in the 90s drying systems uh drying trailers wagons and such back in the early 60s late 60s 70s that was big back then um and then the 80s came plows plows and tillage equipment and then the 90s was big big module builders when everybody was you know building the, the rectangular modules with module builders and Bowl, but handling it with bowl buggies. That was that was a big. That's when Harold was at its prime back then. You know, we're we're getting back to that level today, and we're we're very close. But that was that was a whole that was a big big time back then, and that was Harold Harold founded a lot of that I guess process, and they worked with universities on 
you know, designing module builders and, 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 you know, doing that whole concept, that whole, from, from start to finish, they, okay. they help, they help design that process. Yeah. That, that industry has been flipped upside down the past few years with just these new baler pickers and, and just eliminating so many of those attachments and, and the need for extra people in the field. So seeing that transition in ag, what, what are kind of, what do y'all see on the horizon right now as to what are you, what are some of the things without giving the competition, what y'all are working yeah. on? What is it that y'all are tweaking and maybe see changing in the future? Well, we, we came out with a uh, module, a round module trailer. We sell a lot of those all over the southeast. Um, we even finance some of those through farm credit. But that's been big, That and that's growing. Um, the more round pickers are out there, the more folks are going to have to handle them that way. We, we, we're coming to market with a bale spear that actually handles them, handles the round bales themselves and loads them on the trailer. So, you know, we kind of transition away from the module builders and, you know, followed the industry right when, you know, when it moved, we moved. And that's, you know, that's how we try to respond to everything. But that's, that's what we're doing now to handle the cotton. And it's, it's growing that, that module trailer is, is a growing market. Okay. So talking earlier, you all were originally founded up in Albany, Leesburg area. Is that correct? Or no. Was originally we all were based? Well, they originally out of Veda, you know, the Harold family's from and around Veda. Uh, the business was from Veda. The early 2000s, they moved up to Albany and were, and were there uh, for a little while, but outgrew that facility pretty quick and kind of came back to Bainbridge where uh, we were founded. And most of our labor's from around here. We we employ a lot of people from around, you know, Cairo, Bainbridge area, Thomasville, Quincy. So we came back home and we've been in the facility where we are now since 2018. And uh, here we are six years later and we've already outgrown it. So we're looking at getting a piece you know we've got a piece of land set aside and we're about to hopefully break ground in the next year on a new whole new plant to help keep up with the demand of the product we're selling awesome very nice for those people that are listening today just kind of give them a rundown of what all products that y'all y'all do offer so we we handle a lot of different products crop handling we a lot of our capacities captured by Dry, peanut drying trailers we build probably 250 to 300 drying trailers a year semi-drying trailers that that takes a lot of our capacity it takes a lot of effort now we do have a lot of automation um, that helps speed that process up we've got three robot cells running that really that really help speed that process up we do a lot of that between february to september and then between you know end of september to I would say, uh, well, through December or January is when we deal. We, we build a lot of our dealer goods, we call it. We've really got a, two separate sides of the business. We call rolling stock, which is anything with wheels, and then we've got our dealer goods, which is what we sell to our tractor dealerships, which would be John Deere dealerships all over the southeast. And for those guys, we build we build a lot of plows, switch plows, which is what Harold's really known for. That's what they originated. They um, Harold was the very first one to invent the on land switch plow and then other companies kind of followed suit but we still build a lot of that that equipment we build cotton stalk choppers that chop down the cotton stalks after it's harvested we 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 build um box scrapers pull type box scrapers um nurse wagons that new cotton bell spear that we we're we're coming out with now we build it we we build crop crimpers i mean we're just a, a wide variety and we we've got so much on the horizon you know we We've been blessed, but we work hard, and we put out a good product, and dealers recognize that. So you're all all the time you have dealers saying, "Will you please build this?" You know, we've got a vendor that we're getting 
something from that we're not pleased with. You know, we want we want y'all to see if y'all can do it, and we're we're all the time chasing that rabbit. You know, and that's that's a good problem to have because you know our reputation in the industry is what got us there. You know, and it's a it's big shoes to fill, but there's all the time new products, especially at the dealer level that that dealers are wanting us to bring on and and, and supply them with. So I was reading uh, on y'all's website before I got here, and I, I read a little bit about the patent and the switch plow, and probably most of our listeners understand that or are familiar with it. But for those that aren't, kind of go into details about what that, that patent or that piece of equipment entails. So back in the 80s, well, well, plowing in general is hundreds of years old. They, they've always plowed in some fashion. Farmers, um, I mean, probably over 200 years, you know, some sort of plow has happened, you know, to the ground. Plowing the ground is, is an old practice. Um, people try to get away from it and have gotten away from it in areas, but it usually circles right back around, you know, um, and that's because of weeds and uh, grass, you know, trying to bury litter, you know, for, to, to make a good seed bed. And with that, you got to plow. So an in for a plow has been around. I really don't know how long it's been around. It's been around a long time, but Mr. Hugh told me the story of how the own land was invented was when him and his brother were in the field and they were working a switch plow but it was an in for a plow and the farmer said man i wish i wouldn't have to lean down in this furrow you know and the tractor's tilted over he said i really wish i could stay like up on land and sit level you know and that's when their wheels started turning you know their innovative mind and they said well we can do that he said it was a friday and they went back to the office uh the shop and they worked all day saturday and all day sunday he and his brother and they built the first prototype on land plow, and that allowed the tractor to sit up on land, level with the ground, and still do the same job that the infrared plow was doing. That very next Monday, they came in and they, they went to field with the prototype, and that's, that's really where it was born in Veda, Georgia. You know, it's been, it's been a great product for us. It's been a great product for the farmer. That product in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s was huge. They sold tons and tons of these plows all over the world and and still today we sell a lot of them the problem now is and the reason they're not so uh, the reason we don't sell as many now is because the product's built so well that people are still running them from the 90s you know and they're they're, we build equipment that lasts a lifetime and that and it does you know but the market's still there Uh, we sell a lot of parts for them and people are still running plows that are 30 40 years old well that's good to hear you know the seems like today everything's built to last a few years and so you can come out and buy a new one but um that's right so if you're listening today Haralag is founded locally and still manufactured locally so that's a product you can stand behind and it sounds like a lot of people are still using stuff they bought several years ago so that's good stuff that's right all right brandon i'm gonna circle back and highlight the facility here in bainbridge but a little bit more so when y'all moved down here was a couple years ago how many you said five years oh 2018 okay And uh, how many people do y'all have working here in Bainbridge for y'all? So generally, no less than about 40 guys. But in the peak of season, we're, we're operating with 60, maybe 50 to 60 guys. Around 50 to 60 people is a good is a good working number for us right now. And we would have more if we had the, the facility to put them because the demand's there. And we will have more in the future. Anybody from weld, we've got a lot of welder. Most of our positions, I would say, would be welding positions. We have some assembly positions, you know, inventory control type people, fabrication, saw operators, plasma operators, robotics. Like I mentioned before, we, we run three robots, and, you know, it takes programmers and operators to, to do that. Painters, we powder coat uh, all of our products. So we've got 
guys that are trained to powder coat and clean up the equipment, powder coat it, bake it on. And then as far as internally on the administrative side, we're really lean right now, but we, we, we need some engineering help. We've got one engineer and one draftsman, but we've got openings for two en- two more engineering openings. So, you know, we, we're just growing and, and we need we need the help. Right. You mentioned earlier you have some uh, robots on your assembly line now. That's right. Tell us about those and what are what role are they playing in the assembly process? Yeah, so we've got some robots. We've got a couple that are on uh, rails, which mean they travel up and down the uh, the shop for 30 or 40 feet, um, and they, ro- they, they do different sales. So if you can picture a horseshoe, it's kind of how they operate. They'll start at, you know, one top side, and they'll weld a sail, and they'll come down you know, and then make a, a U-shape. They they weld several different cells. You've got guys behind it taking off the parts that it's welded and putting parts back so that by the time it completes the U, it, it comes back over and it starts again. And, and what that does, obviously, is efficiency. It makes you a lot more efficient and, and, and allows you to do a lot more, but also quality. You're, you're not – you get the same weld. You get the same coverage every single time when it's in the jig, and that's critical, especially on – um, attaching parts that that may have axles or something attached to you can't sacrifice quality there and we let all our robotics do all that welding and you get the same the same coverage every time the same penetration every time and that's that's critical in in what we do and and that's what we we we're not going to sacrifice quality and that that's what they they help us achieve oh, yeah. that yeah it's interesting to see what robotics and artificial intelligence is doing in the workforce nowadays whether that's right. it's in manufacturing and even lending I'm, i've heard of artificial intelligent lenders coming down the uh, pipeline which is scary so that's all great stuff we're going to transition to our second guest today miss reagan brown has been employed with southwest georgia farm credit for 19 years she has her mba from georgia southwestern and has various positions she is the residential lending unit and other financial services manager she started with farm credit express products here at southwest georgia farm credit and other farm credit associations and has been working with equipment financing and leasing for the past 10 years Reagan resides in Leesburg with her husband, Richard, and children. Welcome, Reagan. Hey, Billy. How are you? Doing great. All right, so we just heard from Mr. Brandon about what all they can sell. Now let's hear how we can finance it. So you're in charge of Farm Credit Express. We'll go into that first, and then we'll circle back to Farm Credit Leasing. Okay. Well, as you know, with Farm Credit Express, this is a dealer financing option at the dealership. The customer can go in, they find a product they want to buy, and then the salesman can um, finance it for them right there. Some of the, with some of the issues out in the market right now, Farm Credit Express is a great place to go for financing. We've got 100% financing. We can finance up to seven years on equipment, up to 10 years on irrigation. It's a fixed rate product, so you don't have to worry about any interest rate risk right now. And one of the best things about Farm Credit Express is that we pay patronage on these loans, so you'll get a percentage of your interest paid back over the term of your loan and there's no prepayment penalty if you decide you need to pay off early well that's good what are the normal terms offered on um, equipment financing what do you see normally your borrowers finance equipment over what period Uh, of time right now it's about five to seven years and i know last year a lot of the dealerships that we finance with were having issues with equipment availability what are you seeing out there right now new equipment availability is definitely getting better but with the Higher horsepower, larger agricultural equipment is still tough. It's still pretty lean, and we're seeing the market move to where there's more pre-purchases. You order first, and then you get it 
you know, several months down the road. And um, I think that's a trend that we'll see continue. No, no, I completely agree. Brandon, what do you see? I mean, most of y'all's equipment is pre-ordered, correct? That's right. Yeah, especially on the rolling stock side. Most everything that um, that's bought rolling stock is bought months in advance or ordered months in advance. So if our customer, if they come in, do, do they have to put some money down right then, or how does that process work? Yeah, so we, we usually ask for some earnest money. Usually, you know, it, it depends, really, how much money we're talking. You know, we may be doing a $100,000 deal or a $5 million deal, you know. So with the input costs and material costs being so high these days, you know, if it's a big deal, we ask for a little more money to get the materials bought and locked in at a certain price since, you know, uh, material and and purchase parts is all over the board these days. So it just it's kind of by case, but yeah, we do all, we do ask for some earnest money to help, you know, lock the lock the order in. And I believe Harold Ag that y'all provide Farm Credit Express, is that correct? We do. Yeah, well, I've actually worked with Reagan on a few things, financing the Modulate cotton trailer actually that okay. we were talking about earlier. And what is the process Reagan if somebody is a dealership out there or equipment manufacturer and they want to be able to set up an account with us to do farm credit express financing what is that process uh they just need to give me a call at 229-254-6391 and i can get them set up so you also manage farm credit leasing tell us a little bit about that i know there's some tax advantages with farm credit leasing as opposed to regular financing so kind of go into depth about that for us right leasing is becoming is getting to be a more popular option out there right now with the increase in interest rates leasing has been a good option for people because the rates on leases right now tend to be a little lower about a percentage lower than what is on a typical finance product also it gives the customer the opportunity to have the equipment pay for it there's 100 percent financing on that as well and they can at the end of the lease they can turn the equipment in they can purchase it or they have the option to renew or release on a new piece of equipment so it's a really good option as the tax laws change and accelerated depreciation goes away over the next few years um, i think people will see leasing as more popular of an option when it comes to financing and um, when you do lease it on a true tax lease you deduct that whole entire payment from it comes straight from your income statement from your cash flow and that can have some more benefits than actual depreciation and interest right now so it's a great option um, to talk about with your cpa and um, give me a call for that as well Uh, we do a great thing is that i can give you what both options look like i can show you what a finance what your payment interest rate would be with financing and i can also show you what it would be with a lease and all the different products that we offer we have a solution okay and correct me if i'm wrong i mean people think farm farm credit equipment leasing but that goes into buildings and structures as well correct what all can y'all lease pretty much any depreciable asset so yeah buildings grain bins equipment processing equipment capital assets things like that we've got it we've got something for it okay and probably most of our listeners are familiar what goes in with gathering information for a loan i mean financial Mm -hmm. statement tax returns maybe a crop plan if you're a true row cropper Um, but for farm credit leasing what do y'all require an application, and we would have pretty much the same financial requirements, two years tax returns, a current balance sheet, and uh, we can work up something. Awesome. Well, if y'all are looking to finance some equipment or lease some equipment, give Reagan a call. And if y'all are in need of a specific piece of equipment, give Brandon a call and he'll set y'all up. That concludes our podcast today with Brandon Ellerby and Reagan Brown. For more information, visit our website at swgafarmcredit.com. 
Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app to get notified of new episodes, as well as follow us on Facebook and Instagram for great industry resources. Thank you for listening.